Episode 3, Dwindling Spirits, Part 2. Hi, this is Dragnacarta, DM for Curse of Strahd, Twice Bitten. You're listening to the Twice Bitten Podcast, a campaign where five Curse of Strahd DMs head back into the mists for a hauntingly familiar adventure. Starring Jack as Metreon, Kaya as Lillison, Linus as Amity, Serena as Kiva, and Twy as Erthrandir. You can catch the horror live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Twitch at twitch.tv slash rcurseofstrahd, or watch new episodes every Monday on YouTube at youtube.com slash c slash rcurseofstrahd. You can also listen to new episodes of this podcast weekly at anchor.fm slash twice-bitten, or wherever you like to syndicate your podcasts. Now, let's get right to Ravenloft. So, with that, Erthrandir, as you clamber your way up toward the upper floor of the house, you peer in through the half-open, dark and dusty attic window into what lies beyond. There, you find an old, bare attic hallway choked with dust and cobwebs. You can see a few doors appearing to lead from this attic corridor, as well as a continuing hallway to the right that wraps around the corner and vanishes beyond your sight. Earthendeer is going to reach into his bag, retrieve a single piece of particularly stale piece of hardtack, which he looks at bitterly, and then hurl it down the length of the hallway. Scatters and skids a bit across the space, leaving a bit of a smeared trail of dust in its wake, but no trap or other disturbance appears to prevent its path forward. He's going to clamber up through the half-open window and then grab the rolling pin, keeping it secure. You're clear. There's nothing immediately visible. Come on up. All right, fine. Fuck it. And uh, Metreon will follow. Is there like a bucket or basket up there for truffle? Uh, there is a whole lot of nothing. Um, is there some kind of bucket or basket on the ground floor? Like maybe is there a very well, clean I think going chamber by... pot bathroom? Sorry, I think going by what we've been discussing, he's kind of able, if you'd like, you can just kind of put him, tuck him in your backpack. You can just kind of, you know, poke his head out and snuffle a bit if you'd like to. Oh, okay. Great. Uh, in that case, Amity will go next. As the others are climbing their way up, what is Erthrandir doing? For the moment, nothing, because he does not want to open any doors until everyone is here. She's just enough. making sure, he's just making sure the rolling pin doesn't come loose. Each one of you is able to make their way up in turn if you would like to move yourselves to the upper level. Truffle absolutely goes for the hard tack, by the way. <laughs> oh. I don't grab that little pig. It's not. You'll break your teeth. The pig looks up at you, kind of snuffling happily, tiny little black beady eyes blinking, munching on the hard tack, and then you see his little pink nose scrunch up and then sneezing, propelling himself back a good two inches as the dust flows up around him in a cloud. I, oh, 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 no, oh. I, Amity, does the poor thing have allergies? Um, not that I know of, but it is awfully dusty in here. Amity goes and picks up Truffle, carrying him above the layer of dust. Actually, that's a good point. Why is it so dusty here? Everything else was... Oh. Nobody's been up here. Either that or... what? Whoever or whatever is keeping the bottom floors clean isn't doing that for this. We may have found something. Do you think that um, the ghost thing that knocked you out, do you think she's keeping the place clean? I, I suppose, although that would be an awful fate, cleaning for the rest of your undeath. That's a, but she might, well. Should we push on then? Yeah. Well, I guess. Uh, Pick a door, any door. All right, so a quick note. Uh, are Kiva and Lillison following up? Lillison is going to look at Kiva and then say, If I fall while I'm climbing, just don't catch me. And then she's going to climb up. Suit yourself, love. 
All right, Lillison makes her way up. Will Kiva pursue? Kiva will follow once she's up, but she's she seems to be the stockiest one, so she's a little nervous about this. She's going to be honest. All right, you slowly make your way up, each creak and groan and threading of the improvised rope making you wince a bit as you look down the three stories to the ground far below. But eventually, hand over fist, you manage to clamber your way up to the top and pull yourself through the window to the attic corridor above. As she does, Erthrandir and the others looking around can see a number of doors leading from this dust and cobweb-choked bear hall, including one door that appears to be held and chained shut with a padlock. Well, that seems promising. Metreon reaches into his coat pocket and brings out the key and kind of wiggles it in his hand in front of everybody. Go ahead. Just be careful. I mean, if we want Lil to get that hand back here, maybe she, maybe the hand could do it. Yeah, that's... Wilson, uh, Re summons the mage hand and says, Are we certain we want to open this one first? We might as well deal with whatever's behind it while we're, uh... It's also in the same direction as, as the chef, so, I mean, maybe there's something in there. All right, let us have everybody take up positions just in case there's something that springs out at us. Erythrandir, are you certain you want to be right there? I... oh, right, I thought that was the other way around. My apologies. He looks momentarily embarrassed and scoots to the other wall. Oh, and sorry, quick question. Did any of you bring up any of the lamps that you lit below? Kiva did not. We... I would have needed both hands. I don't think we did. I think if you would have liked to, you could have used uh, Lilisen's mage hand to bring it up from the balcony. It's up to you. I, I think we're fine. I have a lamp. Okay. So Amity is illuminating a bit of light on the situation that you've probably brought up with you. All right. Lilisen has her mage hand take the key. She looks around at everybody, nods firmly, and then from a distance, puts the key into the padlock and see if it turns. It fits perfectly and turns with a click, the padlock unlocking. Gotta right. gently have the hand catch the padlock, not have it like thump on the floor or anything. Shall I go take a look? Might as well. Alright, Kiva will step into the room. Alright, you take a look inside and see that this room contains a bricked-up window flanked by two dusty, wood-framed beds sized for children. Closer to the door is a toy chest with windmills painted on its sides and a dollhouse that's a perfect replica of the dreary edifice in which you stand. All of these furnishings are draped in cobwebs, and lying in the middle of the floor are two small skeletons wearing tattered but familiar clothing, the smaller of the two cradles a stuffed doll that you also recognize. Oh my god. Kiva's going to um, fall to her knees, and the, the children are in here. Yeah, what? They're dead. They're both dead. Fuck me. I'm... Oh no. Alright, he's going to step inside as well, and take a look at they uh oh I'm so sorry Kiva's sort of in a trance at this moment and she's going to get very close to the bodies and then attempt to pick them up in her arms I wouldn't do that look they don't need to stay on this fucking dirty floor alright I, I don't disagree but given what we've been through and given how we've talked about disturbing dead kids before, I would recommend for your continued health and well-being that you don't. Yeah, Emily steps away, wincing. Yeah, uh, Lillison can maybe mage hand that instead. They deserve more human contact than a mage hand. They were clearly locked in here, so maybe we just let this be. They're dead. I'm- I can see that, thank you. Just- step away, please. Just for a minute. Let's take- sort this out. He's going to retreat into the hallway as well. Kiva, after a moment, will let go of the bodies and just sort of sit there next to them. Metron's actually going to hang out in the doorway, looking this over. He does want to scope out and see if there might be some kind of, whether it's hidden or, or just 
concealed by the cobwebs or whatever, just maybe some kind of entrance that might lead into this shaft that they've been speculating over. Sorry, you're looking over what specifically? Just looking in the corner, like in the area that we know the shaft to be, or presume the shaft to be, I guess. Mm -hmm. so um, but looking in that area, can... seeing if there's something there. So from what you can tell, it would not be in this room, but looking at the end of the corridor, uh, judging by your memory of the house's layout, oh. it would probably be at the left end of this hallway, all the way okay. at the end between the two doors. Gotcha. Okay, the, instead of doing that then, as uh, Arthur is coming out, I'll tap him. Boy, there's another room down there. I, oh, oh, right. Uh, I hate to leave her, but we probably should keep moving. Just leave her be. She's she's going through it. Just let her have this. Lil, there's another door over here. All right. Lilison is going to step up, casting a worried glance into the room at Kiva, but not saying anything, and start opening the next few doors. All right. Which one would you like to open first? Uh, that one. You open the door, peering vaguely inside. From your current perspective, you can't make out much more than an old wooden wardrobe. Lillison looks around to see if anybody wants to volunteer to check it out in person. Uh, Kiva, there's, uh, there's another room down here. I, she... It's um... fine, I'll be right there. Kiva's going to take the bodies and she's going to tuck each one of them into bed and then she's going to leave the room and go to where they request her to be. All right, the bones themselves are difficult to maneuver. Some of them, their connections have faded, leaving only faded and tattered ligaments connecting some of the old ancient child bones. But taking them carefully in your hands and cradling the ancient young skeletons in your arms, you carefully and gingerly lay them in bed, then taking the covers, just pull them tenderly over as the skulls, child-sized, rest upon the pillows there. You give one last glance to the darkened corpses lying in the shadows and move to rejoin the others. So when Kiva's back with the group, everyone can visibly see that she is really upset and there are like tears streaming down her face. Um, where, do, where do you need me to go? You can take a moment if you need. No, I'd much rather get this done. I, I agree, it's down to hall. Okay. Kiva will open the door. Uh, there's a other door that uh, Lillison's already opened. Uh, it is the one on the top left. Thank you. Can't see through my tears. <laughs> so, peering inside, you see a web-filled room containing a slender bed, a nightstand, a rocking chair, an empty wardrobe, and a small iron stove. It looks to be another bedroom of some kind. Can she look around and see maybe there's, again, like looking for that sort of trapdoor style thing that she was looking for in the other rooms? Sure. Give me uh, your choice of perception or investigation. And while that's happening, what is everyone else doing? Amity is going to go to Metreon and Ethrandir and say, I, I think you maybe have better composure for this. She's looking away from the children's store and covering Trouble's eyes. Did you see if they were had been dead for a long time. I, uh, skeletons, so, and no obvious bug, so that, uh, implies, yeah, yeah, quite a while. So right off here, and, uh, Metron will shut the door. So that, uh, confirms our theory that this place is pretty darn old. Although, hold on, the outside isn't messed up. And I doubt the ghost maid is going out there to prune things. We don't know what the story is with the rest of this town. If the rest of this town is laboring under the same curse, or whether there are actual people out there. Point taken. We've got too little information to make a solid conclusion. Thank you. Alright. Let's, uh... While Kiva's searching, you mind opening this door down here? I... We should probably expedite this. Yes, be careful. I'll try. And he's All right. You yeah. peer into the next chamber, seeing there a dust-choked room that appears to contain a similar-looking slender bed, a nightstand, and a small iron stove, as well as a writing desk with a stool 
an empty wardrobe, and a rocking chair. As you peer inside, you can see a smiling doll in a lacy yellow dress sitting in the northern window box, cobwebs draping it like a wedding veil. Earthendeer shudders a bit at the doll and then turns to the others. Empty. I think I'm gonna... Can one of y'all keep an eye on the dresser for me? I don't trust that thing farther than I can throw it. The dresser? You think it's gonna come alive? I think the thing on top of it might, knowing our luck. Uh, Metran will get closer just so we can see what uh, he's talking about and sees the doll. Oof. Yes, you can see that the doll is uh, right next to the rocking chair uh, in the uh, windowsill on uh, Metreon's right. All right. Yeah, just to <laughs> cover me from the lethal forces of childhood. And with that, he's going to start rooting through the desk. All right. Well, that's happening. Are Amity and Lillison doing anything? I'm happy to just watch them inspect the doll and uh, not touch any, or the drawer and not touch anything myself. Lillison is going to move to a place where she can ideally see everybody, including Kiva. You know, the good thing is, though, right? Not really. Well, you know, that letter was talking about a hidden altar, and those kids' bones in there, so I mean, I don't assume that's an altar room, so I mean, at least they didn't die that way. I... Well, now that you've raised the possibility, that would have been much worse, yes. Yeah, that's a somehow vaguely cheering. I mean, you gotta find the silver lining somewhere, right? More of like a dim gray, but I appreciate it. It's, yeah. Thank you. Does the desk turn up anything? The desk is empty. I think this room's a bust. And I'm uh, not particularly interested in rooting through the drawers with that thing staring at me. Let's go to the others. Kiva, you find anything? Probably not with a six, so this room looks empty as well. But there's a door directly across from it, Lillison. We might want to open that one next. Lillison sort of peeks her head around the corner to see how Kiva's doing. What kind of emotional state does she seem to be in right now? She's, um... Very visibly shaken, but she's not looking at you, and she's certainly not making eye contact with you. Wilson's going to silently note that, and then distantly open this door. Thank you. All right. Kiva, Kiva will peering go inside, as well. you can see that you appear to be in another dusty chamber. This one packed with lumpy, squat shapes draped in dusty white sheets that lurk in the dark shadows of the room. You can see an old iron stove standing against the right side wall, next to what looks to be a large trunk covered by a sheet. The dark, squat, white-covered shapes stand quietly, silently in the darkness. It looks like just a storage room. I don't... I don't think we'll find anything in here. Erythrindir is going to cross the hallway and peek in as well. Oh. Kiva will stand in the corner. Um, You can take a look if you'd like, but... After what I saw, I don't really feel like poking around underneath these. Yeah, I mean either, but we might need to. If the rest of the... Is that everything? The kid, the, the, the bedroom, the other bedrooms, and storage? I, I believe think there's one more room. Well, let's pit that before we start throwing off sheets then. Alright. honors, ma'am? Wilson will extend... The mage hand and carefully open this room. You peer inside and see only a descending cobweb-filled wooden staircase. Oh, that's how you're supposed to get up here. Huh, good to know. I'm Least sorry? Just that, you know, we found the stairs. That's cheering. It's something, because we didn't see them on the third floor, so... Right, so maybe these aren't the stairs to the floor, maybe they're stairs to something else? I... Oh. You regrettably have a point. I mean, we, well, we, not checked, regrettably, we just... checked everything, so I can't imagine that we would have missed an obvious door to a pretty obvious staircase. Guess that's our ticket, then. Alright, I'll go down and take a look. Be careful. Alright, uh, Kiva will descend the stairs oh. to as far as they go down. Alright, you 
slowly make your way through into the lurking dark, the shadows hanging heavy over this cobweb-draped staircase. With each step you take, the floorboards groan, complaining beneath the weight. And as you round the corner, you can see the stairs descending to a dead end. They follow down to a simple five-foot landing, and then nothing. There's no exit. Kiva's going to try to use her shield and maybe press the wall in front of her, I suppose. I mean, yeah, she's she's going to try and just like lean, apply a little bit of pressure on it. There's no indication of pressure. All right, so this staircase goes nowhere. I wonder if perhaps they had it boarded up. Who the fuck built this house? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was about to say, uh, they really must like not being able to get anywhere quickly, because good gracious. Keep is going to ascend the stairs again and just look, like, angry at this point, too, because this is such a fucking waste of time. We could chop through the boards? It seems to not be moving at all, but, I mean, do you want to waste our energy doing something like that? Uh, not until we're fresh out of other options. At some point, we might have to make a quick exit. Point taken. The window's not bad, but it does mean only one at a time, and that's a... Not fun. Maybe we look under mm. these sheets in here and... Yeah. Know, yeah, find yeah. A, another giant key. I don't fucking know. Let's, uh, let's give it a shot. Kiva's going to hang back and sort of stand near the children's room. She's not going to go investigate the shapes in the storage room. Reasonable. Oh, well, I was thinking earlier, um, Metrion, you said that this wasn't like a morality play storybook. And I think you're right. Um, ever since I saw the glancing at Kiva, uh, things in that room to the north, um, I think this is a, a ghost story. And the way I survived that is by being the in insightful, um, clever, uh, one. You keep that up, Pet. Yeah. You're doing uh, just fine. So, in that case, what inside have you got for us here? Well, I think we can explain everything we've seen aside from the mists surrounding the house. So, the people in front were the ghosts of those children. Makes right. sense so far. A, a long time ago, maybe like several years ago, um, there was a family here who had some dungeon and some altar and were sacrificing people on it. And they set up like traps, like that suit of armor, um, and that, like, maid who attacked you. Um, but now they're all long dead. So what does that tell us? They they set up the traps, but they're not here anymore. Which implies that the mist isn't their doing. Do you have any idea about the mist? I'm I, afraid I... Less than none. I mean, what if, what if those traps wasn't set by... But what was it? Uh, Gustav and uh, Lisbeth? Uh, what if, what if they was just responsible for what happened downstairs? But, but that 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 person that who wrote that letter, uh, that Strahd guy, what if, what if he's got something to do with this? Like, you 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 read it? It's it, or you heard someone read it? It was, it, he's talking about loving, torturing them. Like like, uh, what, what do you say? Worms in in his earth. That's a terrible point. Like, what if they was doing all this terrible shit in this basement we can't get to? But then, they, I don't know, they, they died, like, and he'll point, he'll, like, thumb back towards the bedroom. And, you know, maybe maybe something happened, and, and whatever whatever's swirling around this house is, is just something else that it, that's affected everything else. That's best theory we've got so far. So that implies that there's two separate sources of evil happening? That's not reassuring at all. Not remotely. Well, there has to be a way to get rid of the mists. Yeah. I think you're thinking about ghost story there is right in the sense of that if there is a way to get rid of the mists, it probably lies in dealing with the monster. Just kind of process of elimination wise. So There has to be a way to either deal with the mists or just go through it. Yeah. I mean, you went through it. <laughs> it didn't go. It didn't go great. We tried once. And I'm reluctant to try 
again. <laughs> You're free to it. You want to wander out there with little truffles and... Or, it, that was unkind, I'm sorry. But my point still stands. I, uh... If I had stayed longer in there, I'd be dead. I... It, it's like... It's like being sick, but... Like, it's your mind, not your body. Or It's, it's hard to... I don't... I don't know how to explain it. Well, look, uh, with, with, with philosophizing and, and theorizing and all that, let's just keep looking for this thing. We can't just stay in one place, just not doing anything. Like we get it, we, we gotta keep moving. Yank some sheets. Hope nobody has a dust allergy, cause it's about to be awful. Here, come with me. Let's uh, see what's under these. Uh, Amity, bring some light. Amity brings uh, the lamp over. So together, one by one, you're going to start ripping the sheets off of uh, these shapes? Yep. All right. One by one, you tear the sheets away, revealing an assortment of old objects, mostly furniture. You find a few chairs, a coat rack, a standing mirror covered in dark and dirty grime. In one corner, you find a dress mannequin. And as you turn around, pulling the uh, sheet off of the final object by the stove, you see an old trunk standing there closed before you. Oh, here's something that's not terrible fashion accessories. Uh, can one of y'all uh, check that for more stuff like what Kiva found in the library? I uh, am not keen in ending my life with a poison dart to the throat. Fair point. Lil. Yes, one moment. Can you can you uh, get that little hand out, yeah? Lillison uh, peeks in, sends her mage hand to jiggle the uh, lid of the chest. All right, the chest itself appears unlocked, if you would like to open it. Uh, I would like to open it. All right. You open the old trunk and throw it open, revealing something poking out over the edge. You can't make out the contents from here, but you can see a simple tattered white cloth, a sheet or a linen of some kind, stained with old crimson marks. Oh, fuck. I hate this place. Lil, could... Or, I'm sorry, Lillison, could we bother you to lift that up a little further? Are you sure that's what you want to do? No, but... You know, in the interest of not of trying things, then worth a shot. I'm a... He does unsling his longbow as he says this, though. Amity leaves the room. Yeah, Metreon is, like, in the doorway. And don't close the door on us! I'm what sorry, are you mate, doing? Sorry, I'm just... Uh, got nervous. I... Don't be that kind of nervous, please. Yeah, we... All right, Lillison is going to send her mage hand to very carefully lift up part of the sheet. You very carefully lift up the sheet. Uh, who's still in the room, by the way? I, think uh, I mean, I guess technically Metreon is, even though he's kind of in the threshold. Yeah, Metreon and Aerithrandir are waiting by the door. All right. Glancing toward the trunk waiting by the door, you watch as Lillison slowly, using her skeletal mage hand, begins to lift the sheet up. It appears to have kind of bent underneath something, almost like a hammock, as if it's cradling something, some kind of weight underneath. And as she pulls the sheet taut and slowly lifts it up, you see more holes and tattered scraps, more bloodstains showing. As she does, slowly she lifts it up, and you see a skeletal arm lolling off of the side. The sheet itself, containing amid tatters wrapped around what appears to be a set of old skeletal bones, long since born in the trunk. Uh, change her mind, put her down, put her down! Very quickly, but still carefully, folding the sheet back down, and then closing the lid. Thank the you. The lid slams shut. Yeah, I appreciate the prudence there, Lillison. That's a body. And uh, by the look of that, her dress, I think, that that's not a natural death. Yeah, yeah, um. You want to finish looking around this place, or, or no? Uh, not really, but I think that's everything. You know, unless we really want calls to zoom out. through that. Yeah, Amity calls out, long dead, like the others? From the five-second glimpse, I think so. Yeah, just bones. And stab wounds. Good. 
Yeah. Is there anything in this room we haven't checked, or is it? Have we pretty much cleared it? Uh, at this point, you've overturned the sheets of all of the assorted objects within. I think we're good then. Well, what do we do now? We're kind of running out of options. Yeah, we uh. Amity is... suddenly starts shaking and clutching Truffle almost too tightly. Kiva will reach out and put a hand on Amity's shoulder. She's not looking at her, but it's more of like a comforting gesture. With everyone just kind of silent and trying to figure things out, Metreon, and this he's just been frustrated this entire time, he's just kind of like in this burst of energy, he's going to go ahead and go back to the bedroom. And uh, he's going to go ahead and actually take the doll from one of the corpses. And he'll come out kind of like brandishing it and like shouting up at the, the ceiling. Uh, Rose, phone, either of you, anyone, anyone going to fucking come? And he uh, throws it across the room. What exactly are you doing? Look, they're fucking ghosts, right? Maybe, maybe, they're, maybe they're tied to that. I'm not to know. I don't got answers. Do you want to meet them? I, want I really answers. don't. Who died in this house? I don't think we should be taunting them by throwing their toys around. Oh, they're fucking dead. What are we gonna do? Raise up from their bones and murder us all. Well, we're here to die anyway. Point this taken. A shaft, right? Something that we haven't gotten into yet. Yeah, but we can't find a way in. Actually, question. By the curve of that stairway, would the end of it take it into the space that shaft occupied? By the curve of it? It doesn't seem so, no. It seems like, judging by your knowledge of the architecture of the house, it would probably put you out somewhere somewhere around the entrance to the uh, the nursery bedroom. Not the one where you encountered the specter, but the bedroom that led into the nursery. Okay, here's a thought, everybody. From what I know of this place, I think those stairs are down to the bedroom next to the crib, not down to the basement. So that implies there's another way down, because I'm pretty sure that that comes out somewhere in there. I thought we didn't want to go down there again into that room i don't i'm not saying we should but what i'm saying is that that's not how we get down to the basement and we've checked every other room in the house now have we not where yes. are where in the architecture is would that space be in this house the shaft or the stairs the the shaft that you were talking about oh uh it'd be right at the end of this hallway Wilson reaches out and uses her mage hand to just, like, knock on the wall right next to where she's standing. Alright, make a uh, perception check. That is a seven. Seven? You don't notice anything out of the ordinary? Just old, dusty walling? Well, we always do have that plan of trying to break through the wall itself. At this point, I might be amiable to that. We've... I mean... I guess, did anyone check the kids' bedroom for anything? There was nothing in there, except are you the body. Are you sure? Did you take a careful look? I thought I did, but I can go back and look again if you'd like. I... I'd rather you didn't, personally, but... Fine, I will. And uh, Metron will go back into the bedroom and uh, start to look more closely at, like... Just searching for anything that might be an indication of, like, either a key or a map or something that might indicate that there's some entrance in the house that we can access. So glancing through this chamber, there is a bricked up window. There are the two beds. There doesn't appear to be anything beyond or underneath them other than the skeletons that Kiva has now moved. But on the side of the room close to the entrance, there does appear to be a toy chest and a dollhouse, which interestingly enough seems to be a perfect replica of the Durst Manor. Realizing that, I pause for a moment, and is it like one of those dollhouses where like the roof lips up, or it's like, it's like a just like a solidly kind of built thing? There does appear to be a crack where it could be opened. Okay, so yeah, he's gonna, uh, he's actually gonna take his dagger and use the tip of the dagger to flip open the lid. There's a bit of a latch that you have to unlock, and as you pull it open to reveal the place inside, you can see actually what appears to be a masterfully sculpted depiction of the space, including on the attic floor, 
what seems to be a perfect depiction of the area around. Give me a perception check, please. Or if oh you'd boy. like, you can take longer to give it a very thorough inspection. I will... I mean, he's impatient right now. He's just going to need a perception. All right, give me a perception check, please. Ugh, that's a three. All right, you kind of frantically go over the dollhouse searching for any indication of secret paths or ways to move downward. And as you do, you don't entirely notice that the temperature in the room has begun to drop dramatically. As you kind of work your fingers through the space, kind of peering around for any indication of something that might lead beyond, you can you don't notice as your breath begins to mist in the room, your fingers moving slightly slower as the cold clings to them. A sudden creak from one of the beds prompts your eyes to snap toward them, and as you do, you hear the faint sound of the frame groaning, as upon it you notice where it certainly wasn't before, a small depression on the side of the mattress, as if someone is sitting there. Your eyes widening, you hear the soft sound of a child's laughter echoing from the other bed, and as you watch the depression vanishes, you hear slow, small, light footsteps beginning to approach you, the floorboards groaning with each step. I immediately stand up with my crossbow in hand now, brandishing it in the direction of the bed, and I'm going to back out of the room. And the door slam slams shut behind you. Oh! Oi! <laughs> uh, uh, Oi, guys! And, uh, and he's just going to start furiously pounding on the door, uh, looking back at the door, and then back at the bed, and back at the door. Right. And as you look back at the room, quick, while that's happening, what is everyone else doing? Wilson's going to try to reopen the door. Eva looks smug for like half a second, and then she's going to also help Lilith and try to get the door open. All right. As you hear the others pounding at the door and struggling with the mechanism, Metrion, you glance back, feeling a shiver down your spine, as though something is watching you. And as you do, you notice a pair of ethereal forms beginning to manifest in the center of the room. One standing at the very middle, the other perched very slightly atop the edge of the right side bed. You can see slowly appearing a young girl wearing a familiar looking well-to-do dress, her dark hair falling down toward her shoulders. Beside her, translucent fists grasped around the edge of the bed frame, trembling beneath a deep lavender cowl, a familiar young boy shaking his eyes wide as he glances at you from over the edge of the bed. The girl looks at you and you abruptly notice that she is hovering several inches off the ground. I fire a crossbow bolt. As you do, the others, as you lift it up, moving to attack, the others successfully manage to open the door and you can see within the room beyond the two apparitions as the girl lifts a hand up and says, why did you take my brother's doll? Did you fire the bolt on impulse? Yes, uh, I don't even answer her. I just impulsively All right. shoot it. All right, roll to hit. Uh, on that note, actually, I will need uh, everyone to roll initiative, please. Actually, I don't think initiative, just uh, Metreon first. All right. That's uh, a 15. All right. At the sight of you raising the crossbow bolt, the young boy resembling Thorn gasps, his eyes going wide, his form becoming even more translucent than before. You watch as he dips beneath the floor, wailing as he vanishes from sight. Metreon, do you loose the bolt? Yep. All right, who are you aiming at? Uh, Rose, she's right in front of me. All right, what was the hit? Uh, 15. 15, all right. That does hit, roll damage. That's six points of piercing. All right, six points of piercing damage. It slides through the young girl's form, and you watch as the apparition of Rose Durst's eyes open wide. You, how could you? And with a scream, she lashes forward to push her arm around your neck. As she does so, uh, Kiva, you can see this apparition whirling forward toward him. What would you like to do? Kiva's going to attempt to pull Metreon out of the room and out of the way. All right. Give me a quick dexterity check, if you wouldn't mind. That is a 10. Rose had a 9, so you just barely managed to yank Metreon out of the way as the young female apparition streaks toward him, her eyes wide, and then she halts before you, her eyes fluttering. 
Hi. What? It's okay. I'm I'm sorry about my friend here. Sorry. Shut up. Wilson's gonna uh, like sh send her mage hand to just like clamp over Metreon's mouth. Once Kiva's done glaring at Metreon, she will get down more eye level with Rose. Hi. Um, I'm I'm sorry that we disturbed you. Are you all right? The girl looks up at you, Rose, blinking. He, he scared Thorn. Who is he, and why did he do that? He's very nervous, and he doesn't belong here. None of us do, and we're just trying to get out, I think. Sometimes when we're scared, we make choices that aren't necessarily smart, right? She frowns as if turning the thought over in her head, and then sighing slowly nods. Then she, her eyes glance to the side, and she frowns. Then... Make him give Thorn's stall back. All right. She's going to turn to Metreon. Go get the doll and bring it back here. Uh, with a mage hand still clasped across his face, he will furrow his brow and mutter something but gets muffled by the hand before he goes to the corner that he threw the doll, pick it up, and hand it off to her. Kiva will hand the doll to Rose. Rose accepts it, and you watch as she actually grasps it in her flickering, translucent hands. She turns. Thorn! Thorn, it's alright, it's safe. I have him. And you watch as slowly peeking up from the corner of the floorboards beneath the right side bed frame, a small ghostly pair of eyes blinking before the rest of Thorn's spirit follows suit, drifting through the air. Rose proffers the small doll and Thorn accepts it gratefully, clutching it to his chest. Then Rose turns back to you, frowning. Why were you touching our toys? Why was he touching our dollhouse? I don't like that. I know. I think he was looking for more information on where we are. Um, I don't think it was malicious, my love. I, I think he just... Like I said, sometimes, adults especially, do things without thinking and... We weren't trying to harm you or your toys. If we put it back, will that make it right? She frowns. I suppose that would be all right, but what do you want anyway? Why are you in our room? Do you remember the conversation you had with us outside the house? What, what conversation do you mean? I've never seen you. So I talked to a beautiful young girl like you outside the house, and she said that there were monsters in the basement, and she begged us to come inside and take care of them for her. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to get rid of those monsters. But we're a little stuck, <laughs> and we don't exactly know where we are. So we were trying to find a way down to the basement to defeat those monsters, like you asked. Rose frowns, and you see a suspicious note flare into her eyes as she shakes her head. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never seen you. But there is a monster. Yes, I I know this seems confusing, love. I'm, I'm just as confused as you are. But I, I really do think that we can help you here. Do you know how to get to the basement? Rose frowns and then turns to Thorn, who when I was drifted up to her side and attached himself to her, hugging her arm tightly as he trembles. She sighs and turns back to you, and you can see through her, her ethereal fuzzy outline flickering in the dark shadows of the room. Slowly, she extends a hand to point back toward the dollhouse. There's a secret door in the attic. My love, can you show us how to open it? She frowns and then nods, gesturing for you to follow her into the room. Kiva will do so. Thorn floats above his own bed, watching quietly hovering in the air as with a wave of her finger. You watch as the dollhouse creaks open again. If you check the attic, you'll be able to find it. Kiva will very carefully look at the dollhouse, making sure that she knows that she's not trying to mess with it on Rose, and she will look for the secret door that she mentioned. All right, give me a perception check with advantage, please. A 13. A 13. You take a few moments doing your best to find what she's pointing out for, frowning and shaking your head as you don't seem quite able to find it, and then Rose's ghostly hand catches yours, 
your ethereal fingers brushing against the back of your hand, and slowly, patiently, she guides you to the right place. You see the small pillar of stone that forms the shaft running through the length of the house, and slowly, as she presses your hand in place against it, you can feel an unevenness there. You feel something depress beneath your finger, and a hidden panel pops open, revealing a dark stone staircase that descends through the house. You're brilliant, you know that? She offers you a small, almost shy smile. Thank you. I, I don't... <laughs> Thank you. You really think so? And she frowns and looks suspicious for a second. I really, really do. There's a moment of pause and then she kind of turns her face away, but you see that, you know, she does appear to be smiling to herself. Okay, so, I found it in the house. So now, how do I find it in the real house? It's, and you look over it and you can see that the door to the shaft, as you kind of murmur to yourself, appears to connect on the top left corner of the room in which you found the trunk and the other sheet-covered furniture. Thank you. So, we take this all the way down, and the monster's in the basement, and we get rid of it, right? Rose frowns. You can see that there's some thoughts behind her eyes, but she doesn't seem to see fit to reveal them. I suppose that's where the monster would be. Okay, so... Why don't you and your brother wait up here? And we'll go downstairs and go see what we can do about this, okay? She frowns and stares at the ground as if turning it over in her head. She doesn't immediately respond. Thorn floats silently in the corner. I promise I'll come back before we leave. You pause for a moment and then you watch as her eyes slowly lift toward you, her gaze meeting your own. And for a moment you see pain and sorrow and fear dancing behind eyes far too young to carry them. And then she whispers, No, you won't. And she reaches toward you and thrusts her hand into your chest. I will need you to make a... I believe this is a charisma saving throw. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a nat 20. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. You watch as she pushes her hand through your chest. You feel something stirring within yourself, a sense of fear, of certainty, of swirling emotions. You watch as Rose's body moves forward toward you. You feel an intruding sense of pressure in your mind. And then... You feel wetness sliding down one of your cheeks as one of the scars cracks open, the black ichor sliding down as that familiar screaming rage erupts in the back of your head. Rose screams as she goes flying backward out from your body. And at the same time, Thorn shrieks, No! You can't leave us! And shrieks through the air, passing through the window, directly toward where Metreon lies. Metreon, I need a Christmas saving throw from you. Oh, that's a six. All right. Uh, Amity and Erthrandir, you watch as the young boy's ghost flies through the uh, other side of the wall, appearing with wide eyes before pushing both hands into Metreon's chest and vanishing from sight. And he was just leaning over and nudging Metreon forward, whispering, Crossbow! Uh, when the boy wedged its way into his body. Now she jumps back, shaking as she says only, I, I know... Just, just do it. What, what are you talking about? What's going on? Kava turns to Rose. What did you do? I, 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 I don't want to be left alone. You can't leave us here. We're not going to leave. We're trying to help We're you. What did you, you do to him? Stop no. screaming! What did you do? Rose? Rose? Sighed. I didn't want to be left behind. I don't want to be left behind. I told you we were going to come back. That's what they said. And then they left us here. And there was only me and Thorn and no one else. Do you know how long we've been here? No. So tell me. At this point, Thorn uh, enters the room. Uh, not Thorn. Metreon. You feel the swirling of emotions in the back of your head. And you suddenly feel this psychic pressure pushing against your own thoughts, another mind, another consciousness, but you recoil for a moment as feeling its tendrils reaching into you, and then they pull back, but you feel something change 
about you. Uh. You feel almost like a filter falling over your perceptions, and I will actually send you something via private message right now. Oh, secret secrets! So while that is happening, what are Erthrandir and Lily doing? Erthrandir is going to look at her and just mouth, I, they, possession? The uh, mage hand is, is long gone from Metreon because it's a concentration spell, and Lilson is just grateful that Metreon seems to not have realized at some point that it went away. She looks at Erthrandir, her face just completely pale, and uh, she says, I, I, I don't know. I, uh, me neither. We, we can't let that stay in him, though. Like, I, it's not, it's not right. It's not, they don't get that. Nobody gets that. They don't get to just mess around how they like. We, we need to talk to him, to Thorn, to get him out of there. He's not, he, Erthrandir is obviously, like, pretty much at the verge of a breakdown at this point, and is either looking like he could either sit down and start crying or dropkick somebody, depending on how the mood goes. I... While this is happening, sorry for interrupting, Rose is glaring up at Kiva, the last echoes of her tearful shouts echoing through the small, dusty chamber, one tiny fist curled up, knuckles showing they would be white if they weren't already so transparent and pale. You can see tears beating at the corners of her eyes as she breathes hard, her chest inhaling and exhaling as she murmurs, No, we won't get left alone again. So, so then you can come with us. Just tell me how to get my friend back. She closes her eyes. Thorn is scared. He'll feel safer that way. Please, I... No, that's not how this works. That's not how this works. Look... Uh Metreon starts to, you see Metreon's face is now, like, filling up with tears, his cheeks are just wet. Please, just, just tell us how to get the fuck out of here. Rose, Kiva, we just, please, I just, I just want to get out. Look, why don't, why don't you go back? Can you go back into your bodies and we'll carry them with us? I, I promise we'll take you with us, but please, you, you can't. We're not going to be able to defeat this monster if we don't have everyone. I need, I need my friend back. Rose shakes her head. No, we, I'm sorry. We, we can't trust you. Grown-ups always said that they're going to bring us, that they're going to come back, but they don't. They never do. Either we're going with you the way we want to, or you're not leaving. Look, I am tired. I am scared. I am cold. You tell your brother to get out of him. We leave you here, and we don't come back. Just like every other adult, and you can stay up here and rot in this fucking attic. He was going to try to intimidate Rose. Make an intimidation check, please. That's a... it's a six. Rose's eyes swell up with tears, but you watch as her fist tightens even further. No! And with her eyebrows furrowing, you watch as Metreon steps into the room for a moment, revealing Amity in the space beyond, and Rose vanishes through the wall in the open door as she speeds through toward Amity. Uh, DM Lillison would like to push Erthrandir aside and try to get in the way. Alright, you'd, you'd like to intercept Rose? Yes. I'll... Alright, I would say, um... In this case, make a acrobatics check for me. That is a 20. All right. With that, you push past Erthrandir quickly, diving into the way just as Rose moves toward Amity. I will need you to make a charisma saving throw as she plunges into your chest. Lillison would like to elect to fail the throw. Uh, that is not an option Rose has written. All right. That is a 12. All right. The group of you watches as Lillison shoves Erthrandir out of the way, plunging into the place where Rose once was. Rose vanishes, leaving Lillison standing there, breathing heavily. Erthrandir, come here now! Amity goes to the window, holding it open. He looks at the others, and then runs after her. Where, where are we going? I think one of those three are going to die now. Why? That's Why would they die? I, they, 
That doesn't make any sense. Didn't you see? I... Amity's jumping down to the balcony. Wait! And then taking a look uh, at the other. Is either near following or? He's about to. He takes a look to the other two, other three, and just looks at Lillison and just says, "I'll be back. I am not abandoning anyone." It certainly sounds and like then... you're fucking abandoning people. I, Kiva, politely as I can say this, fuck off. Please, everyone, stop arguing. And with that, he's going to follow Amity down. Where are we going? All right, fine. Rose, Thorn, can you hear me? Metron's going to rush out and, like, cling to Kiva's side. Fine. If they're going to leave us, we're going to do this ourselves. We're going to go to that door that you showed me, Rose. I'm sorry I yelled, all right? But if this is the way you want to do this, then this is the way we're going to do this. So why don't you take me into that room, and we'll go downstairs, okay? Metreon tries to get his composure and wipes away the tears. <laughs> fine, fine, I'm sorry. It's just, I can't, I can't do this anymore. It's too much. It's, it's fine, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here, and it'll be fine. <laughs> why are you calling her Rose? Things just got um, quite complicated, but I think I know a way down to the basement. What the so fuck happened? What the fuck happened? The children are controlling things. They won't let us leave, not the way that we want to, so we have to play by their rules. I know the way down to the basement. Let's just go. Uh, Metreon looking over at Lillison. How is she right now? Lillison is taking several deep breaths and says, we'll get the other two back, and then we go down the stairs. Look, they just told me to fuck off, all right? I'm going to the fucking basement now. I'm tired of playing these games. If they don't want to work as a team, then they don't work as a team. You can either go down there by yourself, or you can wait for two minutes and Lillison uh, thrusts her arm out towards the window um, and is going to send a message to Erythrindir again, saying... So before the message goes out, Erythrindir uh, and Amity, what are you doing? Once they get down to the balcony, Erythrindir is just going to turn to Amity and just shout, I... What... What are we supposed to... I... You just want to leave them! I, I don't want to leave them. If, if we can all get out of here alive, then then I want to. I, yeah, I, I do. He just kind of slumps against the railing and stares out into the mist. I, I don't know if we can trust them with those kids inside them. I don't, I don't know if they're them anymore. I don't. Last time those kids appeared, they, they tricked us into this house. And I, I don't know whether they're genuine. Yeah, I, I don't either. I don't trust anything that this throws at us. I don't... The About the only people I do trust is y'all, and that is hanging by a tentative thread. No offense, meant. I just... Okay. Look, I... I don't think we're surviving on our own. Like, we just... aren't. We can maybe sit and tell stories and eat rations, but... eventually there's gonna come a time when this... place gets what it wants from us. And I don't want to do that without... I don't want to... I don't want to die. What I realized earlier is that in horror stories like this, typically, at some point, someone has... To, uh, someone dies just to prove that it's dangerous. And it might only be one of us, or it might be more, or we might all get out and it'll be fine. But if, if someone does go down, I don't want it to be one of us. Keep size. Listen, everything I know about history and how things like this go have told me that stories, they get the important bits. They get the emotions. They get what people care about. They're very good at capturing that. But believe me, they are piss poor at getting the facts. The worst. There's, there was a woman 
one that I, I learned some of my spells from her. She was a fixin' to be executed, but she made one of the jailers, one of the fo the person holding the axe, start laughing so hard that he cut her bonds instead. And then she ran off into the forest. That's the history, right? The story is of the great cackling witch of the East who'll snatch you up and make sure that you, you keep laughing as you wither away into a bone. It got the emotions, but it didn't get what happened. So, you're right. I hope, I hope you're not, but you might. But but they give us wisdom. Yeah, um, but they they also make us fools. One thing I know from stories like this, well, nothing's really like this, but is that we all have to stay together and trust each other and work as a team because otherwise we're just going to end up killing each other. And I I want to be able to do that. Then what do you need? What needs to change? It's at this point. Erthrandir, that you hear Lillison's message coming through. Lillison, what is that message? Come back. Everything is fine. We are going to do this. He doesn't immediately answer, instead looking at Amity and waiting for her response. Uh, are you relaying the message to me, or do I hear it to you? Uh, not yet. He, he wants to hear what you were going to say. Is there any way that we can somehow get those ghosts out of them, otherwise just make them prove that if they, even if they have the chance to hurt us, they won't. I don't think we can. I, I'm not that powerful a magician, and I just don't have the magic to do something like that. And I don't... Right. Then for now... Oh, go ahead. For now, we, we can trust them, but... If things go we trust wrong... trust each other more. We run together. I, I, I don't think Kiva was captured, so we, we can trust her too. Yeah, I, I suppose. And then he holds out his hand. Shake on it. Amity shakes it with her somewhat reptilian hand. Good, good luck. And uh, if if we do die, then I'm a. You seem like someone I would have liked to get to know a bit more. You, I think we, we would have been friends. So I just kind of wanted to say that. You, you're cool. Amity beams. You too. I, I think we are friends now. And <laughs> I guess this counts. Just to stay sane, I, I have to tell myself that we're not going to die and we're going to make this through because we're going to be clever and perspicacious and that is a great word and yes yeah we'll be clever and strong and wise and we're gonna do this let's, let's go earth and deer returns the message we're coming up and then let's the connection drop while this is all going on kiva has gone into the storage room to the point where rose showed her the secret door and is trying to figure out a way to open it Metron right. would have followed right after you. Pushing along the wall, now that you know where the hidden stairwell lies, it's almost trivially easy to find the point on the wall where the panel depresses, and with that you're able to hear a click as the wall paneling shifts, and with a grunt, you slowly pull the hidden stone door aside, revealing what lies beyond. As she does so, Lillison, you hear grunts and the sound of scrabbling feet coming from the window, and for long, Amity and Erthrandir reveal themselves within the attic, pushing through the window. Lillison nope. just nods curtly at them and says, I think they've gotten the door open. He does the same. Amity nods too. Then let's work together and, and go down there. So lead the way. Kiva um, immediately starts descending the stairs. She All doesn't right, so... care if anyone's following her at this point. As the others slowly make their way around, Metrion watching as Kiva makes her way down, you can see the secret door opening to reveal a narrow spiral staircase built of aged-looking wood within a tight shaft of mortared stone. You can see thick cobwebs filling the staircase as it descends into the darkness below, and with a nod, Kiva pushes past 
vanishing from sight as she mm -hmm. slowly begins to descend into the cobwebs beyond. No, 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 don't, no, please, just wait, wait, wait for the others. Yeah. Listen, they didn't want to wait please for me. Leave. I'm not waiting for them. Don't Follow leave me alone up here, please. Good Fine. news, good news, you two. Oh, you don't have to. Oh, thank God. Great, it's lovely for you to rejoin us. Kiva's still going down the stairs. Come on. Not Could I get on. in like the middle of yes, you know? So, like, yeah. Third. Yeah. He kind of, as he moves aside, he passes him a handkerchief too. Here, I think you're going to be needing this with your new passenger. He just looks at you quizzically and takes it. Sorry. Let's go. And with that, the five of you point together with Kiva in the lead, Metrion watching the sides of the steep stone shaft anxiously, and the others pulling in as the cobwebs wave fluttering around you. You can think you almost hear in the distance a slow, steady, distant, muffled chanting. And that is where we were going to end it for today. Oh, and welcome to level two, kids. Yay! Hey. We did it! We'll die marginally stronger. All right, so uh, good job, everyone. And thank you, everyone, for watching. Again, for those of you who were just joining us, uh, you can find us airing weekly on twitch.tv slash rcurseofstrahd every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Otherwise, we appreciate and love all of you. As mentioned, we are more than glad to uh, feature any of your artwork or uh, memes. And if you're interested in submitting any uh, promotional content to appear on our break, do feel free to reach out to us via email as well. Otherwise, uh, thank you all for watching. And, well, we'll see you all back in the mists next Saturday. Until then, keep your mediums close and your spiritual ghosties closer. And take care.